Good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. Before we get started, I have a few reminders for you, starting with this. There is no Sunday school today after the service. We understand a lot of people are traveling or need to travel for Christmas and to see their family and friends and celebrate that Christ is born. And we want to respect that. Secondly, there's no Wednesday night activities this Wednesday as far as youth group and coach by Christ. Other Bible studies may still have something going on. Contact those leaders. And then lastly, and very importantly, we do have a New Year's Eve party coming up. Please come. Please bring your friends, family. Bring someone off the street. We're hoping that people will also bring some homemade ice cream for the competition or some chili for that competition. Bring a snack to share if you're not bringing one of those. And lastly, just bring a board game or a card game. Is this just a casual night of fellowship, joining together, playing games, and snacking? This will be 7 to 10 this year, 7 to 10, so you can get home and snuggle it up under your blanket to watch um, the ball drop till midnight, if you so choose, or in your bed, or watching the back of your eyelids. Let's get started. This is week four, the final week of our Christmas series, the Advent series, and I know Christmas was yesterday, but I wanted one more day to finish this series. You see, the day of the Christmas program would have been the day to speak on Advent love, and we cannot end without speaking of love, for as you'll see today, love is compelling, but more importantly, what you'll see today is today's main theme, that Christ's love of us compels us to love him and others. Let me say that again. Christ's love of us compels us to love him and love others. And in today's world, this love is greatly needed to be preached, recognized, and accepted and given. And, and you see, this isn't something just to be preached and, and recognized and accepted and given by pastors, by full-time or part-time ministers, by Sunday school teachers, by those in leadership positions, or by missionaries. This is something that is to be preached, recognized, accepted, and given by all of God's people, by all those who have confessed with their mouths that Jesus is Lord. Back to the Christmas idea. You see, as much fun as it may be, Christmas is not about finding the perfect tree, hanging the colorful decorations, listening to fun Christmas music or watching your favorite Christmas movies like It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooge, or White Christmas. As much family fun is packed into these activities, these are not what makes Christmas great. We must not forget the true reason we celebrate. We must fight and resist the temptation to think that the Christmas season was a failure simply because we did not watch the movies or take enough time for the music and parties. Christmas is about Christ's birth. All that other stuff is secondary, and you can still have your Christmas joy without it all. But we must recognize Christmas is about Christ's birth. And this birth of Jesus shows us love. We must not forget what Christ's birth brought into the world and still brings to our lives today, every day, and for the future. We must allow his blessings to continually change our lives and compel us to be better more like him, more like Christ. Let me say that again. We must allow his blessings. I'm talking about the blessings of Christmas, the blessings of his birth to continually change our lives. Now listen up. In celebrating Christmas, we recognized that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, the prophesied Messiah, the savior of the world, God incarnate, 
God in human flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And this, all this was out of a great unconditional and sacrificial love for us. As one quote goes, his birth was for his death, his death was for our birth. Let me say that quote again if you're taking notes. His birth was for his death, his death was for our birth. There's a big idea to remember here. You see, since God shared his grace-filled, unconditional, and sacrificial love with humanity through Jesus, we are commanded to love one another as he has loved us. Or otherwise put, again, Christ's love of us compels us to love him and others. This is the main theme today. Now, as Christmas over, continue to embrace the hope, the peace, the joy, the love, God's love given to us through Christ. Let's pray before we go any further. Please bow your heads. Lord God, we thank you for loving us. And all of us, really, in spite of failures, mistakes, mishaps, weaknesses, self-centeredness, and forgetfulness. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for us all. Thank you for showing us what true love really looks like. God, help us to live each day with a new, clear understanding that we are accepted and loved by you, God. May the words of my mouth and the actions of my life and the thoughts of my mind continually demonstrate the kind of love that I have for you and your people. May your love compel us forward to love you and love others. And may we continually embrace, not just through the Christmas season, but every single day of our lives, may we embrace a hope, peace, joy, and love that comes through recognizing Christ as Lord. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for that time. In the time you've given me thus far, let's continue on as we talk about love for the remaining of today's message. You see, the Beatles once said, all you need is love. They said, love, 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 love. You might remember this song. Love, love, love. I think they say it nine times, then they say, love is all you need. Love is all you need. And they continue to repeat those lyrics over and over again with a few little verses, but they're pretty small as they continually say... Love is all you need. Love is a wonderful thing. Love is wonderful. The Beatles repeat love is all you need a lot, but what they failed to say is also that true love is from God. Love is wonderful. The word itself probably gets tossed around too much, too soon, and without enough serious contemplation before giving it. But at the same time, it's not shown enough. You see, to be truly loved for who you are is one of the most amazing and wonderful feelings a person can experience. And people search their whole lives for this type of true love. And then, for some reason, during the Christmas season, each year, people seem to be just a little more loving. Why is that? Is it right? Shouldn't we love always? Love always? Remember what God's word says to us in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 7. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. 
Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love always perseveres. You see, this isn't a Beatles song this time. This is straight from God's word. What is it about Christmas? Why do people show more love in December? I believe that is because we take a breath, we take a moment, we take a day, a week, or a month, and we focus a little bit more on Christ and one another. We slow down and we focus on what it really means to love. God sent Jesus, his son, as a baby, God in the flesh, for us out of love. We may not always recognize it, but Christmas displays for us the incredibly loving and generous heart of the Father. God the Father knew that the very people he created, whom he loved, would be the same people who crucified his son on a cross. And he sent his son a gift of mercy, of love anyways. This is the love that God shows us in Christ's birth, of which we celebrate at Christmas, begins his journey to the cross. Again, that quote from earlier, his birth was for his death his death was for our birth. Jesus' birth would equal our new life, would give us new life through his life and the cross. At the very heart of Christmas is the unconditional eternal love of the Father, evident in the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of the Son. Thanks be to God for the inexpressible gift he has blessed us with. 2 Corinthians 9.15 speaks of this. And this brings us to number one. God is love. And we'll read 1 John 4, 7-9 in a moment. God is love. Love is all you need. But not love of the world. We need God's love. I'd like to remind you now that this series started as an Advent series. Hope, peace, joy, love, Christ. We have eternal hope in the promises of God made alive in Christ. We have an unshakable peace in Christ who will return for his church, his people. We have the gift of a deep, abiding, resilient joy through our love for and understanding of Christ. And joy, don't forget about joy. Joy is not based upon things, but it is based upon a relationship with and understanding of Jesus. And at the end of the day... We can know what true and pure and unfiltered and unconditional sacrificial love looks like because of the example Christ set for us. His love, Jesus' love, God's love is a sacrificial love. That First John 4, 7-9 tells us, Dear friends, let us want, love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he might live. We might live through him. At his very core, at his very inner being, God shows us love. God is love. Every action God takes part in is motivated by his love. And First John here tells us the very reason God came to earth in the form of Jesus is because of his great love for us. A true definition of love. And us being able to understand true love is found in God's display of love for us. 
in Jesus' birth, Jesus' life, Jesus' death, Jesus' resurrection, and in God's word. Remember 1 Corinthians 13 we read, which says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It, love, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. You see this scripture here. It's a great description of God himself and his love for us. But it's also a description of our call, our mission. Which brings us to number two. The new commandment Christ gives us is love. And we'll be reading John 13 here in a moment, 34 to 35. The new commandment Christ gives us is love. Throughout the Gospels, we see the disciples have had lots of questions for Christ. We have lots of questions for Christ. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the people of the day, they had lots of questions. Things like marriage, prayer, fasting, tithing, worship, service, worship and servicing. Servants, heart. Interestingly, though, in the Gospel of John, Jesus gives the disciples a new rule to follow. And I believe this rule would characterize how we are to do all those other things. It's foundational to recognize. John 13, 34 to 35 tells us, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. How did Jesus show love for his followers? How did he show his love for you and me? Well, 1 John, 1 John 3:16 has the answer. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. How do you show love in your marriage? How do you show love in prayer? How do you show love in fasting and tithing and worship and service? How do you show love in your community, in your employment? How do you show love in your families? How do you show love in all these ways, in your every single day life? This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Whether or not Jesus gives us this new commandment or not is not a question. It's there. It's not open to debate, but simply reading it does not make it easy to actually do that we talk about. You see, why doesn't everyone love always, love every month of the year, love like Jesus? Why do we seemingly show more love in December than any other month? Because it's hard. Yes, it's hard to show love all the time. We know this. You see, love is a choice. And it's a choice we are to make. One pastor, I do not know his name, rightly spoke of this, stating that there is a dangerous teaching floating around that love is something you just stumble into and out of. But as many of you know from your own experience, love is more often than not a very real choice you make every day in our relationships. We have a choice to love. We must make a choice to love. We don't just stumble in and out of it every day. We make a choice. I believe we see this in God's actions as well. And we should be greatly appreciative that God chose love for us. God the Father, God the Father of all creation of the universe, chose to love all of us through his son Jesus. Jesus chose to humble himself, submit to the Father's will, and take on the role of a servant, dying on a cross for you and I. God chose love. We are to also choose love. But it's not always easy to love. 
It also was not easy for Christ to love us to the point of the cross. He prayed with tears of blood that if possible, it would not be needed and would be taken away from him. But God chose love. Jesus chose love too. We are to choose love. It's what the world needs. But most importantly, they need to see a Christ-like love. They need to see the love of God. Christ's love compels us to love. Repeat, I will repeat Christ's love compels us to love. We love because he first loved us, 1 John 4, 19. Our Savior set the example and he asked us to follow his lead. His actions speak volumes to us. Will you follow his command? Will you follow the mission? 1 John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Let us love. Choose Love And finally, lastly, number four, love is redeeming. John 3, 17 tells us, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Through Jesus, because of his birth, the world might find redemption, reconciliation, renewal. Just as important as repentance is to preach to a dark and dying world, we must also preach a redemption, reconciliation, renewal, restoration. We must preach of the hope of peace and restoration to God the Father through Jesus Christ the Messiah. Share this eternally impactful good news with others. And now we work to close. But before we close, we must recognize that Christmas, Christmas, it does not truly end here. God's gifts, they still remain. We must embrace the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love of which Christ's birth gives to you. Receive God's gift, but then also give it. Share the good news. Christmas is not over, for the blessings continue to come to us every day. Christmas is about receiving and giving gifts. But most importantly, it's about receiving the gift of a baby boy born in a manger. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, a Savior the Savior of the world. Do not leave this gift behind with the Christmas season. Accept the gift and remember this gift every, every day of your life. Share this gift with others. Appreciate his love and show love. Christ's love compels us to love him and others. Do you know God's love? Have you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior of your life? If not, do it now. If so, share this wonderful news with others. Share the gift. It's not meant to keep it to yourself. Remember, God is love. And we have a new commandment Christ gives, which is to love. Love is a choice. Love is redeeming. And this Christmas, remember, Christmas may be over, but the gifts continue to flow into our lives. Embrace the gifts, receive the gifts, and give the gifts. Appreciate the gifts. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we are never alone. We thank you that through Christ we receive hope, peace, joy, and love. May we continue to receive these gifts every day of our lives, appreciate these gifts, and share these gifts. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray, Lord. Amen.